going on everybody and welcome to another great edition of nothing to watch always brought to you by sideshow conversations it's me the man of the hour the man who can control the mecha armor himself val cisco and today we're going to be giving my thoughts and a bit of a review on the latest in the godzilla franchise this movie godzilla city on the edge of battle. And isn't that a damn mouthful right there to say city on the edge of battle? Yep. Um, basically, this is Godzilla Part 2 in the animated series that is in association with Netflix. Um, the film is produced by Toho Animation and animated by Polygon Pictures. Of course, it is the 33rd film in the Godzilla franchise. 33 people, and the 31st Godzilla film produced by Toho, and the second entry into the anime trilogy that is on Netflix right now, uh, it is a sequel to Godzilla, Planet of Monsters, it is co-directed by, are you ready for this people, Kobun Shizuno and Hiroyuki Senshita, did I say that correctly people? I hope I did. The film was released theatrically in Japan on May 18th. Of course, 2018, and released worldwide on Netflix on July 18th, 2018. Alright guys, we're going to have to unpack this a little bit because I have feelings about this movie. I just finished watching it. This is actually my second time watching it. The first go around... Uh, I don't know, I just wasn't giving it that much attention. I was almost falling asleep on it because I wasn't sure what was going on. And the times that I was up, I was kind of cursing it out from the for some of the choices that these characters were making in this movie. And just the dialogue itself is just weird. And, um, I don't know, after a second viewing, I kind of feel the same way. It just felt like it was just a little bit of, uh, of a mess. Maybe toward the end it was getting a tad bit better, but... The journey of getting to the end kind of was um, blowing my mind up a little bit. But, I digress. Let's get into a bit of the plot right here. Uh, following the events of Godzilla, Planet of the Monsters, uh, the atrium was unable to contact Huro, or Huro, or Haru, however you want to say it. I'm going to go with Haru right now because that's how they said it in the anime. And the rest of the fleet as they encountered Godzilla for the second time. In the last film, if you guys remember, they fought two Godzillas. The first 
premature Godzilla, which we all thought in the beginning of the movie was the main big bad, and we found out toward the end, no, the real Godzilla, the papa bear, the mama bear, however you want to call it, it's not really established in this movie as well, too, rises out of the ashes, well, the ashes of his probably dead son or daughter right there, and just destroys and wipes out uh, Haru's fleet that he had there. And basically, essentially, um, Haru's mission is vanquished. He has no more people, so he thought, and um, he basically gets wiped out. And we leave on a cliffhanger that Haru is basically rescued by these indigenous people of the Earth kind of gives you a cliffhanger at the end of the movie, which was fun. I mean, the first movie, I just I didn't enjoy either. Um, I felt like the, the direction they were going with this was pretty weird. Haru seemed like a very obsessed individual that was too whiny, in my opinion. And the rest of the cast just felt like there were just bodies there for Haru to dispose. Um, I don't know. It just it, I didn't feel a connection whatsoever. And for people who love the Godzilla franchise, I think they felt a little disconnected from this. You know, especially from a misleading title like Godzilla: Planet of the Monsters, you felt like we were gonna see some Rodan, some Ghidorah, Mothra action happening, and just a whole planet running muck, kind of like Monster Island. Um, but we didn't get that. We got a couple of minuscule monsters, and of course, the big bad Godzilla. So in this film right here, it kind of leads. Uh, starts off with um, Haru kind of waking up with the indigenous people. Um, his wounds are being tended to. He's kind of flipping now. As soon as he wakes up, he's already whining, which is kind of pissing me off already in this movie. He's already like, oh, I'm alive. Well, how could I be alive? Oh, now that I'm alive, I'm going to go take out this asshole. And I'm like, we kind of get balls to fury Haru right then and there, not even questioning where he is or what's happening, how or when. He's just more focused on, yep, I want to go back and get that Godzilla. And, um, I don't know, it bothered me a little bit. I was like, we're getting the same whiny asshole as we did in the first movie. And we get to see a lot of the newer characters as well, too, especially the indigenous people, at least one of them, who he sees a female just tending to his wounds and basically gets scared of the fact that he woke up so she runs away, and definitely when she runs away, we get more of the landscape of where he's at. Definitely there's a giant fog um, on top of the sky where he can see, but where the moment right there is, he's like not around any kind of poisonous fog or a nasty atmosphere. He's actually in a breathable area where he can actually just relax, chill, and, you know, just feel at home, basically, because this is Earth, and basically this is what Earth's atmosphere should be. Not poisonous, not toxic, should be just like that. But, uh, he puts his mask on, goes and chases the girl, um, finds out that she, she, she is native to the land, of course, and she doesn't speak English. Um, they try to have a conversation, how to actually goes um, into, like, a place where he's not supposed to, where there's, like, some vines, and I guess there's some danger we see in that in that area of the, the woods where they're at, and this uh, indigenous girl, she goes, hey! And, you know, Haru's already like, oh, you can speak English, and we see that the only way she can understand things is by mimicking. So, that was cool to see there, so I enjoyed that aspect of it. Like, okay, we got some indigenous people, of course, it's been thousands and thousands of years since Earth has um, 
been inhabited by anybody to his mind, so he kind of thinks that the human race is already um, destroyed. So this this race of people who look a little bit different, um, you know, pointy ears, big eyes, um, their skin tone's a little bit more darker, a little bit more like my skin tone, and um, it was awesome to see that. Like, okay, how, how, how do people live on this planet after so many years? How they adapt it? And then we get to see a couple of um, of Haru's shipmates as well, too, from the battle as well, too, um, survive. Not a lot of them, but pretty much a handful of them do survive. I won't get too much into this right here. I know I'm going beat by beat, and that's where I stop right now. Let's get into the gist of it. We get Haru. We get his band of merry men and women, and they're all disgruntled. They meet the indigenous people. These indigenous people seem to be forward-thinking, as well as primitive as well, too. They um, have a sophisticated area of living, and they have found a way to kind of speak to, uh, telepathic as well, too, which is really cool. So you're getting different sides of, of these uh, evolutionary wonders of the humanoid race, I guess, at that point. And then you get the nomadic culture that they do live in. Um, they definitely do understand what Godzilla is in a way, and how he's a destroyer, like the god of destruction in a way. And they do hints as well too, like subtle hints, but they do speak of hints of uh, monsters that were inhabiting the planet before. We do see that in the first movie, where there are some monster battles, we just really can't see them. But there was a monster battle at one point, and that god, the god of their people, I guess in their history books... Um, fell down to Godzilla's wrath and only left an egg in its place. Uh, I guess everybody like me thought, okay, egg, and there was a god and these indigenous people, especially that first girl we see, we find out she's a twin, um, basically worshipped this giant egg who I think is Mothra. So right then and there, I felt, okay, we got some Mothra action, but it's, like, very dumb. It's like, uh, it's an egg, and there should be a chicken in there. We all think it's a chicken because we don't know what the guy really looked like. So I'm like, okay, that's stupid. I don't care about the chicken thing with the chicken and the egg pun that they're trying to do right there. That's stupid. They're, uh, like I mentioned before, those indigenous um, people, uh, most of them do resemble each other. And the two um, that are the main ones are the females that are essentially twins. And, um... It's just so stupid. Like, how are we going to tell these twins apart? Well, one squints really hard. The other one looks very happy. And that's how they really describe these girls in this movie. I'm like, oh, that's stupid. That's a way to get, I guess, to get. That's lazy writing, in my opinion. Anyways, we'll get into that right there. We get the indigenous tribe. They're worshipping a Mothra-like egg. So that's cool to see. But it doesn't save the movie still because we get really no other reference to that. They go along and then, um, I guess... Um, most of the, the inhabitants of the survivors found a power source, and this power source leads to this city that looks basically brand new. If anything, it looks like a technological wonderland, if you will, and it's protected by this smog. They're like, how can this city survive? And most of uh, the survivors members are like, well, back on Earth, we were constructing a Mega Godzilla, Mecha Godzilla, to defeat Godzilla, and since we left, I guess, the, the nanotechnology, the nanometal, um, grew by itself, and I guess it's an evolutionary wonder as well, too, because this metal can fuse onto different things, make it strong, make it crazy, and you know what, the city, um, yes, it, 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 it fell 
to, to Godzilla once before, but it was rebuilt with the power of nanotechnology coming out of Mechagodzilla. It's Mechagodzilla City. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Mechagodzilla City? Like, no, what the hell? This nanometal or, um, I guess, I guess it's toxic to, um, most of the indigenous people, but the main, um, I guess, um, uh, survivors, the, um, uh, Bilushulo, Bilushaludo, these race of people, they're just excited, they're, like, hyped, they're like, it's Mechagodzilla technology, it's new metal, it's nano metal, we're the best, we're gonna kill me some Godzilla now, if we can make this city turn on, basically, again, if we can just give some power to this city, we could take on five Godzillas, and they're, they're just, like, hyped about this technology, they're having, like, orgasms about this technology, and at this point, I'm like, I'm already so, like, gone at this moment in time, I'm like, oh, I, I'm not gonna get my Mechagodzilla, I'm not going to get my Mothra, but I'm getting a city named Mechagodzilla City because a carcass uh, bled nanotechnology and now it's uh, a city of technological wonder. Great, cool, whatever. I'm already thrown out. I'm already tossed out the window from this movie. So I'm continuing and I'm seeing how the, you know, they're trying to get the city and they're formulating a plan. And of course, Hadu is just like, well, we got the means to fuck shit up. Let's go and fuck shit up. They made contact with the mothership. They sent some survivors back to the mothership and the ones that didn't want to do battle. The mothership's arguing with Haru. Haru is like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to go and kill me some Godzilla no matter what. So he still has a hard-on for this. And I'm just like, I don't care for your motivations whatsoever. Uh, we definitely see some uh, some pushback with the with the nanometal as well, too. Some people are calling it sacrilegious, especially the indigenous people. Um, some scientists are saying this is too much power for one man to wield, especially um, uh, people like us who just want to see a certain animal burn. Are we no better than the monster? So now there's a question of morality with Godzilla. Um, it's all a fucking clusterfuck at this moment in time. We get a side conversation um, with Haru and, you know, he's having a mental breakdown because he's not sure if this plan should really go ahead full steam. You know, he already, technically he failed that last mission with his whole team essentially getting wiped out. Is he going to lead them into battle knowing that they could get killed again from a bigger threat? And one of the religious androids that we see, I think these are android, either they're an android or an alien race, I think they're an alien race, excuse me. Uh, an alien race that, that has found Catholicism, which is hilarious in this movie as well, too. Uh, one of them is having a personal conversation with uh, Haru, and they're saying basically, yes, this, this, this technology is evil, it's sacrilegious, it goes against everything that God wants. Hell, even killing Godzilla in, this, in a way is going against what God, what God wants. And he's having this inner religion, religious battle, and Haru's like, I'm lost in my life. And he's like, I was... One, uh, we get, like, a revelation, kind of like this tidbit, that the, uh, that the alien was lost at one point before he found religion. And he, too, uh, before he joined up with the humans to rally together, was invaded by a monster and wiped out their nation. And he goes to tell Haru his name, but we can't hear it. So we get that right there, which is like, all right, sure, this little subplot that's in there. They go ahead, they wake up Godzilla. Godzilla once again looks like a giant metal plant again, just screaming, shooting his laser back and forth. It's apparently, he's been, I guess, walking around the proximity to make sure there's no humans left. You would think this fucking monster has better shit to do, but no. He's on patrol saying, it's my world, my shit, I run this earth, it's just me. I don't care about the giant fucking egg that's down there. I care about me running shit because you killed my son. 
And that's the idea I got from Godzilla. Anyway, Hadou has this elaborate trap where um, they're trying to get Godzilla. They make like a Gundam in a way. I'm just I'm just like going verbatim right now. Not verbatim, sorry. I'm just going off the top of my head. Excuse me. Um, they make like these Gundams named Vultures uh, from the nanotechnology, from the nanometal, um, which can fly and shoot shit like Gundams. So they go and attack Godzilla with those. They lead him to the base and. Essentially, a whole bunch of weird shit just starts happening where a lot of the Balashudo, whatever they're called, these guys are just getting fused with the nanotechnology, and essentially their soul is being trapped in the city, and they can run the city without a body. It's some metaphysical type shit that's happening in this that kind of flew past my head. I was like, you don't need a body to be to be um, superior. Your soul can inhabit something else and be even more superior, a higher being than what you are now. Your bodies are just vessels. This is the ultimate point of evolution. All this metaphysical shit that I didn't care about in a Godzilla movie. And I suffered. I suffered through fucking movies before, okay? I suffered through uh, um, um, Godzilla Monster Island, Godzilla Return. Well, you know, I love Godzilla Return, excuse me. Uh, Monster Island. Um, I suffered through the 1998 Godzilla movie. I suffered through a lot of the classic movies as well, too, which I don't even give a damn about. King of Monsters, for example. Um, Raids again, which is I don't like that much either. You know, I suffered through some stupid Megalon, uh, some dumb shit before. But this right here, this is like, uh, I don't care. I, I don't care. The, the characters are stupid. The choices that they make are stupid. The sacrifices that they make are stupid. We don't get the monsters that we're looking for that are hinted from. Um, and Godzilla is just a mindless beast, which I don't care for either. He has no significance besides being the god destruction and stepping on things. Hell, the way he moves looks like he takes about a million years just to get to you anyway. So I'm like, ah, this movie's bothering me a lot. I digress. They're fusing. Shit goes crazy. How do, how, uh, you know, how do traps Godzilla into this, like, ditch, and they start melting him? I'm like, okay, this is some Biolante type shit right here, where he falls into a volcano. Or Godzilla 85 returns, uh, what have you, where he just falls into a volcano and maybe gets melted away. Whatever. Maybe that would have been fun. It was kind of cool. This is where it started picking up a little bit more, where all the Gundams and the, the city itself is attacking Godzilla, and he's getting trapped, and he's getting melted down. I'm like, all right, they're going to kill some Godzilla, and the effects look pretty okay at this moment in time. And everybody's going full force, and then Godzilla just freezes for a second. He's, like, melted in molten lava. And some stupid plot happens where there's some self-sacrificing, which no one wants to do. Godzilla wakes up, and basically it blows up the whole entire city. And once again, Haru's plan just does not go according to plan whatsoever. And he gets knocked out. There's some other shit that goes along. You'll see it if you see it. But ultimately, the plan fails again to kill Godzilla. And now Godzilla is just all fucking mean and shit. Like his dorsal fins are cut off. Um, you know, he's half melted. He kind of looks like a, like a fat Shin Godzilla at this moment in time. Just imagine Shin Godzilla and the 2014 Godzilla just mixed together, the legendary Godzilla, and he gets this behemoth piece of shit that's just, like, mean now, which looked okay, but I was like, uh, I don't care. I don't care. Godzilla's just mad, and he's just wrecking shit now. What does he have to wreck? I don't know. Anyway, we get all that stuff, and Haru just, you know, he finds out his girlfriend's kind of messed up because she was almost getting fused by the nanotechnology. It's all confusing. I know people. And, you know, I don't know. He screams and does his whole cliche, no! 
and the movie kind of fucking ends, and we get some music, and I'm like, <sighs> I don't know what they're doing with this series, to be honest. I really don't. It, in, as an idea, I can understand that they pitch this, and they're like, okay, Godzilla anime. What can go wrong? But I think the ideas are floating over people's heads. And you're asking a lot. You're asking a lot for people who just enjoy a guy in a suit smacking another guy in a suit to to just think outside the box and give these interesting ideas of surviving um, without a body and your soul is more than what it is and your soul could last forever. These religious ideas. Uh, Catholicism into this as well too. Faith, hope, magic, pixie dust, and all that shit is in there as well too. Um, and just... Uh, tel- uh, telepathy, um, science that we just don't understand. You know, so many aspects that which we don't really care. We just want a simple monster movie where the people are just side characters and the monsters are our main characters. I think I could speak for every Godzilla fan that says that we just want to see some monsters fuck each other up. Or if it's going to be a Godzilla single movie, we just want to see Godzilla fuck shit up. And we got a little bit of that in this movie, but not the way we need to. Like, I love Shin Godzilla. For all the shit that it gets all the time, Shin Godzilla made me laugh. It made me scared. It made me just blow... It blew my mind with the shit that happened in that movie. And then I get to see this. And, of course, on the heels of Comic-Con weekend, where we get the trailer for King of Monsters from the Legendary Pictures, and we see the promise of a Godzilla, and we see Mothra in a way, and Rodan... And King Ghidorah, it's just like, you give me this shit right here, Netflix? I know Netflix is not your problem right now. You picked this up, you thought this would be fun for people to watch, people like me to say, you know what, I love me some Godzilla, I'm going to watch it no matter what. But this just, it's not me, it's not for me, it's not my cup of tea whatsoever. Maybe it is somebody's cup of tea, maybe somebody's just like, mind was blown when they saw all these ideas of different races and different, um... Uh, religions meshed together and ideologies and different themes happening in this but it it didn't resonate to me whatsoever I was quite bored and upset especially from the choices from characters it was just very stupid in my opinion like no strategist would do a lot of this stuff Uh, uh, but anyway this is all fantasy shit so it's a a movie essentially it's a movie so uh, I can't be too mad about it I was just disappointed um, we do get a, a end credit scene, which I fast forward just to see if we got one. And of course, it's like a three minute end credit scene. Something they should have fucking put in a movie. Anyways, we get the scream again of how to just scream it. Something like that. And, um, he goes... To this, like, Matrix moment or Doctor Strange moment where he's seeing with his third eye. And it's just like this, once again, this moment of just, like, getting out of your body. And your mind is just floating to the past. And, of course, your soul and your mind can come, come have this outer body experience. And you can just get yourself out of, out of harm's way and just focus on something, I guess, in a way. And it's real stuff. You know, yoga, tantra, all that good stuff. That's real stuff, but in this movie, I just didn't care for it. But anyway, he's, he's going back to that conversation with that alien once again. And there's, they're having that moment where it's like he finds out that there are scarier things in life um, to worry about than Godzilla. 
and he whispers into his ear what that monster was that destroyed his planet all those years ago, and he says, Ghidorah. And it ends. I'm like, <sighs> okay. Okay, so... Alright, so I'm guessing in the next movie, we're going to get Mothra. She'll hatch out of the egg, and she'll be magnificent, I guess. We're also going to get the space invader, Ghidorah, somehow. Three-headed dragon is going to wreck shit with some lightning breath. And we're essentially going to get Godzilla, who's half-melted and going through a PMS tantrum. I don't know what the next film is going to be about. I don't care for what the next film... I'm going to watch it, yes. Because I'm a Godzilla fan, and us Godzilla fans, we we, we deal with a lot of shit. Space Godzilla, you know. Uh, a lot of shit. But I think we deserved more, especially for an anime. Uh, I think we, we should have been told that this is the kind of movie we're going to get. I felt like a lot of people were misled. And in the second time around, the second go around, I think people were just hoping that it would be much better than that first movie and more meat to it, especially with the promise of Mechagodzilla. And we didn't even get that shit. We didn't get Mechagodzilla. We didn't get fucking Mechagodzilla, okay? The whole thing that they were fucking gaining towards was trying to get to Mechagodzilla. And that wasn't even a thing. We see his dead carcass just, like, messed up. And I'm like, ugh. All right. Uh, I'm 86 in this. There's no big top. There's no um, there's no mid card. There's an 86. I'm 86 in this movie. There's not really a redeeming quality in my opinion. Um, I just was heavily disappointed on the movie. Um, the character acting was just bad. You know, Chris Nosey was playing Haru. Um, um, Lucy and Dodge was playing Memphis. Uh, oh, sorry, Metaphis. Metaphis. He was the alien. Um, the love interest, Yuko, was played by Christina V. Um, you know, so much shit that was going around this movie I just did not care about whatsoever. I, I felt like, like I said, we deserved more. In my opinion, we deserved more. Um, once again, for the production, the second installment of the anime trilogy was announced in the second post credit scene and th in the theatrical release from the film revealing that the Japanese title revealing in the Japanese title poster so there was already hints for a trilogy in this um, the poster for this original movie showed a broken down Mechagodzilla and the 2008 release date 2018 release date so already people were, were already fiending for some monster monster action and we didn't get that in this film once again um, yeah the, the actual real name for this was even longer than what we got. The translation, original translation for this movie was Battle Mobile Breeding City to Godzilla. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. I know the next one's supposed to be, um, um, I, I think it's called, <laughs> I could be wrong, uh, um, the final, uh, the final battle, but it could be something different. I, I don't care. I, I don't care. I don't care whatsoever. Um, supposedly, this is supposed to be 18 years after Godzilla 2000. Uh, that's a rumor that I'm hearing as well, too. I hope not. This was just a clusterfuck of a movie. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, here, here we go. A little bit more in the sequel right now. 
Um, of course, there's a new poster that came out uh, for the release of the third movie in the trilogy. It revealed um, the title, uh, basically translated, Godzilla, Planet Eater. <laughs> Planet Eater to Godzilla. Eater of Stars. <sighs> of course, the, po- the poster also hints uh, the appearance of King Ghidorah whose name was spoken in the middle movie, like I was speaking about, and it's supposed to be scheduled for November 2018. So, around my birthday, people, we're going to get the third and final installment of this piece of shit fucking franchise they have on Netflix. I did not like this movie whatsoever. I don't like the characters. I don't like the, the look of Godzilla. I was giving it the best shot I could, but there's only so much you can get with the human elements and the, and the struggles that they go through fighting Godzilla. Especially when a lot of them are just bullshit. Like, a lot of their their motivations don't make sense whatsoever. (sighs) That's really about it, guys. That's all I have to say about this movie. I really don't go off on a lot of movies, but when something's very personal to me, like a Godzilla film, I kind of go off. And especially, like I said, with the promise of, of a better Godzilla movie coming out next year with Godzilla King of Monsters, this is just a slap in the face, in my opinion. This was just like, let's just get this out and over with. Um, anyway, if you want to fight me on this or disagree with this whatsoever, reach me on Facebook as well, too, at Sideshow Conversations. Uh, of course, on Twitter, at Val Cisco, Instagram at Val Cisco, and of course, Sideshow Conversations is on Instagram. Um, yeah, just Sideshow Conversations. Anchor, a free app. Please download it. You can download it off of iOS or the Google Play Store as well, too. Um, Mostly it could be on every device you have for for social media, iPads, tablets, you name it, we're probably doing it. Of course, um, iTunes as well, too, at Sideshow Conversations and Podcast Republic. Rate, review, subscribe so we can take the next step, maybe get into Spotify or a little bit different things right here. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully you guys enjoyed this and maybe you guys will be interested enough to go ahead and watch this movie and say, you know what, he was right or he was fucking dead wrong. Me, myself, uh, I think I'm going to go back and watch the original Gojira and enjoy myself right now um, because I need to cleanse my palate. Anyway, guys, it's been real. You guys have a great one. Um, Stay easy.